Welcome to She's Abundant, the podcast that empowers visionary women in business to master their mindset, amplify their strategies, and embrace their spiritual journey. I'm your host, Siobhan, a mindset and business coach who is here to guide you on your transformative path towards abundance and success, because the world needs more of what you're bringing to it. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to talk about fearless visibility and using fearless visibility to attract your dream clients. Now, at first, it might be hard to recognize if you are scared of being visible. So not being fearless, not showing up fearlessly, and maybe you're a bit scared. There's a lot of different reasons why that might be. And one of them that I find comes up a lot with my clients is a fear of judgment. So a fear of judgment from others. And you will know if fearless visibility is, well, not fearless visibility, if if you are scared of being visible, if that's showing up in your business, if you're holding back from being your most authentic, unapologetic self. That's probably the number one way to know, but you actually have to think about that a little bit. Like you have to give yourself some time to think about that question and, you know, how are you showing up in your business? And it could also show up as like really quite minor things. Like I don't want to go on a live. I don't want to show my face in stories. I don't want to speak in front of people. And it feels like, you know, you're just in a constant state of like, hiding or panic when you go to actually do these things. So maybe you are trying to do these things, but it's really, really uncomfortable. Um, You're worrying a lot about other people's opinions and, you know, seeking approval all the time from friends and family. You know, you're dimming your light. You're, yeah, you're pretty much just like holding back, hiding in some way. Now, this definitely happened to me and has happened in many different ways and in many different stages as I've been growing my business, I used to doubt myself a lot. (laughs) And that's not to say that self-doubt doesn't still pop up. It definitely does. But I just manage it a lot better now. I think I recognize it as my ego just trying to keep me safe and working through and acknowledging those feelings rather than trying to, you know, pretend I'm something I'm not or trying to like, I don't know. Yeah. Just like, just instead of seeing it as this huge thing, I guess it seems a lot more minor now because I'm like, oh, it's just my ego. Like it's, it's, it's a lot less important now for me and I don't have to work through it as much or it doesn't take as long to work through, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So If you want to use fearless visibility to attract clients, there's some things that you're going to have to let go of. And that's going to be a lot to do with self-doubt and a lot to do with the judgment of others. Now, when I first started this business, so this is not my uh, first business. If you want to hear about that, you can go back to one of the first episodes where I talk about um, being a marine biologist. This is definitely not my first business. And I had so much self-doubt in that first business. And so a lot of the things I worked through were about myself 
and less about the opinion of others, although the opinion of others still mattered to me. But it was more about who I saw myself as. And a business owner was certainly not one of them. And it was very uncomfortable for my nervous system to call myself a business owner. It took quite some time for me to really own that role. And then I guess in this business though, it was a lot more about fear of judgment. And that's probably partly because my first business didn't work out, right? You know, I spent two and a half years and I didn't pay myself much of a wage. So it wasn't as financially successful as I would have liked. And even though I don't perceive it as a failure anymore, I was worried going into this business that if this business quote unquote failed, that then what would people think about me? Or what are people thinking about me launching this second business before it is successful? And, you know, are they going to just be like, oh, this is just another one of her, you know, crazy ideas, things that she does, you know, whatever they were saying about me was mostly a reflective of the concerns and, and the doubts that I had about myself. But you do start to hear things from people and you start to pick up on people's energy. And, you know, sometimes it's just you making up stories in your head. And then other times it actually is people placing their judgments and perceptions on you. And so when I first started this business, I kept it very, very quiet. (laughs) I did not tell very many people at all. It took me a really long time to tell. I only really told my husband um, that my closest friends, my mum, and that was pretty much it. And it took me about probably six months before I owned up to the fact that I was putting this out there. And that was after a lot of inner work. That was after a lot of mindset work. I went through a lot of work with my own coach doing, you know, and using my own techniques to try and move through all of this, um, shame and self-doubt, fear of failure and, and judge, you know, worrying about what other people were going to think of me. And so, when I first started and I didn't I didn't really believe that I was a mindset and business coach, I couldn't say it without my voice ticking up at the end. Like I'm a mindset and business coach and it almost sounds like a question and like I didn't believe in what I was doing. And it was because I didn't believe myself. Like I believed that I could be and I believed that it was possible, but I didn't believe that right then I was a mindset and business coach. Whereas when I say that now, I say it with conviction and I can say it very confidently and I can say it to pretty much anyone without, you know, getting uncomfortable or worried about what they're going to say about it. But in the beginning, I didn't tell anyone and that I remember the first time I tried it on for size was <laughs> with my hairdresser because my hairdresser like didn't really know me that well. So for some of us, like we've known our hairdressers a very long time, but I moved um, cities. So I my hairdresser was relatively new at the time for me, like our, our relationship was new, I guess. And so she didn't know what I did. And so she asked me and I said I was a mindset and business coach. And I felt quite comfortable saying that to her because yeah, she, she was a stranger. She didn't know me. So I, I didn't have any issues with telling her, but telling the people closest to me was really quite difficult. And I remember about six months in when I finally told my dad that I was running this business and I was quite worried about it, even though it didn't really matter. Like he wasn't going to say anything or, you know, if he did, it didn't, didn't matter if he did, but you just, there's obviously something deep down that you're, you know, seeking that approval or you're worried about what they're going to think or what they're going to say. And so it took me a really long time to, to tell people because I was just so scared. And 
the last one of the last things I did um, before, you know, putting it out to the world was um, I had a discussion with my coach about putting it on LinkedIn. So I had a LinkedIn account, but it was very much centered around my marketing experience and my marine biology degree and my tourism experience. And because all of those things, you know, could link in, I could make that work. I could make that link in really well. It kind of made sense, the path that I took. And you could see it in my CV and all of these things. But for me to come out on LinkedIn and be like, I'm a mindset and business coach, it seemed very left of center from where I had been, even though to me in my journey, it does make sense. Like there's a, there's an evolution there. There's a story there. There's, you know, learnings there and it all kind of adds up and takes me to this point. But if you're just looking at it from a resume perspective, from an experience perspective, it looks quite mismatched, disjointed, I guess. And I was worried that if I put that out there, that then that discredited my experience as someone in marketing and would prevent me from working in that industry if I needed to fall back on it. So I guess like, you know, in the beginning when you're starting out your business, for some of us, it's, it is, you do need kind of a plan B and that's totally fine. You, you know, if that is what regulates your nervous system and helps you to have that safety net, then a plan B is totally fine. For some people, they'll tell you to go all in and for some people that works really well. And then other times it, it's not so much and it's okay to still have a full-time or a part-time or a casual or a freelancing job whilst you're still building your business. And I still freelance on the side as well. So it's like, it's nothing to be ashamed of. And, and you know, but I was very scared to put that up on my LinkedIn because I was worried about how people would perceive me if they were to then hire me. And so, yeah, I ended up putting it on LinkedIn because that felt like the final bullet that I had to bite. And I also put it on my personal Facebook page as well. And that was a big step too, to be, to announce to the world that, you know, the past six to 12 months, I've, this is what I've been working on. And I've put a lot of time and energy and passion and tears and money and everything into this. And, you know, and at the time it wasn't that successful, but it was like, here I am. This is what I'm doing. I believe in myself. I believe in what I, what I'm offering. I believe in the community that I'm serving and, and, you know, the things that I have to offer and, you know, I'm not going to hide from that anymore. So it was very much an opportunity for me to own who I was becoming and, you know, stand in my power and reclaim my power and to also accept whatever the backlash might be. So, you know, when we do these things, there might be potential backlash of judgment from others. Um, it's not like, you know, you can just tell the world and and not get other people's opinions sometimes because people are opinionated. They're going to have opinions. The thing is, though, is there's a few things to this is firstly, as I mentioned before, your ego is here to protect you. So it's that fear is your ego trying to keep you safe because in the past, we, you know, long, long time ago, human evolution, we were in a tribe and it was so important for us to be included and accepted in that group. And it's not so much anymore. Like we can change our group. We can change our people. We can move. We can, you know, we have a lot more security and safety without having to literally have our lives depending on the acceptance of others. So 
I think the thing is, is what we're finding now is that we are finding our people in other spaces, in other areas that aren't necessarily just because of where we geographically are located. (laughs) Because, right, what we said, we can move, we can connect through online, we can, you know, do all these things to meet with other people that are more like-minded than us. So it's not a life or death situation anymore. And so your ego is trying to protect you. So that's where this fear of judgment comes from. So that's the first thing to recognize is that when you do feel this fear, it's completely valid. You're allowed to feel like we're human. We have a whole spectrum of emotions and we're supposed to feel them. And that's totally fine. But the thing is, is that it doesn't serve us in our business. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't serve us in our business, we want to work through it, release it, remove it, you know, whatever works to be able to move on to whatever we need to get to, you know, get to work on. Um, Also, the second thing with this is that you're not a mind reader. So don't assume to know what other people are thinking. Now, I did mention before that you can pick up on people's energies. And for me, that is certainly true. Like I can tell, you know, I I can, I can tell. And some of you might resonate with this, all right? So you can tell when people are talking about you, when they don't agree with you, and that's completely fine. That's their prerogative to not agree with you. That's their prerogative to have their own opinion. And if they're not saying it to you, though, if they haven't voiced it, if they, you know, don't assume to know just because of the story that you're creating in your head. That's completely separate to the energy of picking up on something. We sometimes create stories in our head because of the fear, You know, we go through all of these worst case scenarios, we catastrophize and, you know, we start to think, oh my gosh, they think I'm an idiot. You know, they think I'm dumb. They're, you know, all of these things. We make up all these stories because we're afraid of, we're trying to, you know, work out what's the worst case scenario here so that I can be prepared for it. But that doesn't actually really help us or prepare us for it. It just actually stops us from doing the thing that we should be or need to be doing. The second thing is, or I don't know if we're on the third thing. I'm not sure. (laughs) I've lost count already. People are self-centered, okay? And they really don't care that much. They don't care about you as much as you think. So, excuse me, this might hurt your ego a little bit as well. But people generally aren't thinking about you as much as you think they are. They might talk about you for a few minutes and then they move on with their lives and they cook dinner and they look after their children and they, you know, do school drop off and they do all these things and it's nothing to do with you. And they've forgotten about you until they see your next post. Like they're really not thinking about you as much as you think they are. And then the, the, the other thing is, is that if you do get a reaction from somebody, particularly if it's someone that you care about that you didn't expect to have the reaction that they had that their reaction isn't about you this was one of the things that was so has been and is still to this day so freeing for me because knowing that their reaction isn't about me is yeah it's just freeing because it's their perception of you is all based on their experiences on their lives, on their emotions, on the construct they've built about themselves, about the world, about, you know, all of these things. And your, the way that you are, isn't, isn't about you (laughs) 
to in their eyes. It's about them. So it's really, really helpful to know that because if the reaction isn't what you'd hoped for, if it is a little bit negative, if it's not helpful to you, then you can release that. And whether that's just releasing that particular moment and just putting up a boundary and saying, hey, you know, I know that you're trying to protect me or I appreciate your honesty or, you know, whatever it is. However, I don't need to hear that and I'm going to move forward with this as, you know, because this is how I am living my life. This is how, you know, what I'm doing, whatever, how you, however you need to explain it. And so the next thing that you can do is obviously build more acceptance and confidence and trust in yourself because those conversations are going to be really hard to have if you don't deep down believe in what you're doing. So as I mentioned before, it's totally fine to keep things from people for a little while if you know, you're working in the background and you're not quite ready to release, but just don't live there because this is something that we really need to work through in order to attract our dream clients because your dream clients are literally waiting for you to be your most authentic, bright, vibrant, badass, like unfiltered, like crazy, unhinged, whatever, whatever it is for you. They're waiting for you to be you. And if you are worrying about what other people think, then, you know, and for me, this another way that this showed up was I was editing my captions, not editing, but I was probably more filtering is the word, filtering my captions and to make my content more palatable to people. And because, you know, I was looking around at other people in the industry and I was kind of like taking inspiration from them, which is totally fine to do again. But if it's, if you're coming from a place where it's because you're worried about what people are going to think, your content starts to become really vanilla and vanilla is not going to attract and convert dream clients because they're not going to see themselves in your content. They're not going to understand what you're saying. They're not going to relate on a really, really deep level because you're either being really vague and surface level or you're just, you know, pretending to be someone that you're not. And so then you're getting vanilla branding. The other thing that's going to happen is that you're likely to, to attract clients that you don't really want because the message is going to be for someone else because you're not being authentically who you are. So instead of getting your amazing dream clients who are a heck yes to signing up with you and working with you, you might attract people who are going to ghost you, who are unsure, who are going to, you know, take up lots of time and energy, potentially vampire clients. Like we don't need any of that in our life and in our business. We're here to serve a certain group of people. Let me say that again. We are here to serve a certain group of people. And so they're waiting for you to be so uniquely you because they need you in only the way that you can be and the way that you can say things and the way that you can offer it and, you know, the package that you put together. Whether that's, you know, even if you sell socks or, you know, whatever you're doing, it matters to the right person. It matters to the dream client. So I hope that this has been helpful and... I hope that you start to move forward with releasing that self-doubt, that fear of judgment. 
if you would like, I am offering a fearless visibility masterclass and it's going to be a session where we go through a lot deeper. We're going to do a fun little technique to release some of that fear of judgment and we're going to embody our most fearlessly visible selves. You also get a bonus EFT tapping session for attracting your dream clients. So if you've never done tapping before, it's a super powerful way to move emotions and feelings and beliefs and everything like that. And you're just going to feel really, really lit up at the end of that. And there's also a confidence affirmations track. So you can listen to that whenever, wherever and get a little confidence boost. So when you're feeling that self-doubt creeping in before your live, before your podcast, before your speaking opportunity, whatever it is, then you can pop that on, listen to it and you'll feel fantastic. So I hope that you can join me. I've dropped the link in the bio for that and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.